Imperfectly Human is number 32 in Feedspot's top 90 Christian podcast, but we'd like to be number one. Here's what you can do to help. Go to your favorite streaming platforms. Yeah, the one that you listen to this podcast on and hit that subscribe button. Then use the social icons on that platform to share it with your friends and family and everyone that you know. We appreciate your support and we'll see you at the top. Sorry to disappoint you. So what was your expectation? Nah, I'm just an everyday dude. Oh, you expected perfection? This is what Christianity is supposed to be like. I make mistakes. Like, lots of mistakes. I'm just trying to do the best that I can do. I guess I'm just imperfectly human. Alright, so we welcome you to part two of Wedding in the Storm. I guess slash shipwreck now. <laughs> uh, so if you watch the, the episode from last week, we kind of ended on something that David said about, you know, us being the conduit for God. And then he works through us to then bless other people instead of everything coming to us and us kind of hoarding all the blessings for ourselves. And then um, I kind of mentioned about being shipwreck you know about God we want to shipwreck our life because we have so many things around us and sometimes strip us down to just him and just allow him to be all we need and I think with so much in the world right now for us to aspire to have whether it's houses or money or clothes or influence or whatever it's always more things we want to add around us and God's like man Where's the space for me? <laughs> where, where am I in all these rooms, all these things that you got going on around you? And so sometimes he had to just strip it all away to see if, hey, you said you follow me. You know, will you follow me if you don't have that? <laughs> will you follow That's me if, if I don't if I don't if I don't bring that back to you, will you still follow me? So um so yeah, so we'll go I will go into the questions. Um so the first question is why do we allow fear to overcome us in the midst of a storm? So, um, if I take us back to what I said when I was describing what a storm means to me, mm-hmm. when we are in the midst of a storm, we feel we are in the midst of something bigger than us, something more powerful than us, something that we have no control over. It's like if you were caught in a tornado, you, you've got no way to stop the tornado. You've just, you feel like you just got to sit it out and let the tornado pass. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's where the fear kicks in because you've seen how a tornado c- can pass through and leave a trail of devastation and sometimes let me run with this let me run with this T (laughs) sometimes it's not even sometimes I think we don't even fear the tornado itself we fear the devastation that the tornado is going to leave behind. 
So sometimes we are scared that the storm is going to expose things that we didn't want people to know about. Sometimes we feel like the the storm is going to shatter people's perception of us. Sometimes we feel that we just don't have what it takes to survive the storm. Sometimes we just fear that, you know, we are going to be overwhelmed. And it's, it's funny because everyone in life puts up a facade at some point. Right. And, you know, when you've got a facade, a facade, it, it, it is what it is, isn't it? It's, it's not, there's no foundation to a facade. Right. It, it's just a covering to hide what's really behind. And in the midst of a storm, the first thing that's going to be blown away and destroyed is that facade. So our fear is heightened when we know that this storm is going to expose who I really am. And that's why a lot of us fear the storm. Yeah. Nah, that, I had to write them for that. I, I was making sure I had to write this one. Nah, but this, man, because that makes so much sense about not wanting to be exposed. And that's what makes us vulnerable because we won't allow other people around us to kind of help. But the storm will come and then expose really how we really felt about people around us too. Yeah. So that's some of the fear too is that man, people think I really like you. And stuff. And like, I'm gonna make it sound like I ain't like you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like man, I gotta be honest with these people now. And then, like the perception too, I think that keeps a lot of us stuck is how other people will think about us if we do something or we make a certain choice. And some yeah. of us, some of us will willingly uh, accept the shipwreck that God is trying to, or whatever the storm is trying to produce in us. But the perception is what keeps us from doing it a lot. Yeah. So it's like, Lord, I do want to give up all this stuff. But man, if I start, like, if I sell my house, if I do this, if I move, what people going to say? They going to think I'm crazy. Blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then that's how we, we second guess ourselves and override what God is showing us to do. Because if you, if you really walk with God, you're going to look crazy on a consistent basis. Stuff that you do and how you move and operate is going to be so foreign to other people. It's like you just, they just going to come with the territory. So if that's yeah. one thing that you're afraid of, well, you're just going to have to embrace that because that comes with this one. Yeah, yeah for, that, for real. <laughs> God's going to consistently put you in place where it's like, this is what looks good. And he'll say, do that. Like, for real? <laughs> For real, like, yeah. So, so yeah, but I did want to kind of go through some of those. But my answer to the question, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to skip over what you said, because all that was 
Oh, that was great. And I had to come back to some of that because that was just good. Uh, I, for me, my, my angle is we don't know who controls the store. So mm. we get caught up in what's going around because we don't we don't see God in the storm. We see the storm is being separate from God. Right. But then also, just like and it fits with what you said about being the conduit or a conduit. However you say it. <laughs> it's God, God placed what we need inside of us as long as we can we stay connected to him. So that's the other part of the faith piece is that as long as we have faith in God, then we shouldn't be afraid of what God created. So God created all of this around the the storm. It it got elements of him, too. So why should I fear the storm when it's all part of him? Yeah. (laughs) If I'm in him, then he's not going he's not going to. Even like like we said, even if I get shipwrecked, it's not the storm not gonna kill me. And that's what people gotta understand. Being shipwrecked doesn't mean that you died. Being shipwrecked is that you lost what you didn't need. Yeah. Yeah. And and because even 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 this morning, I'm not going to any of the scripture that I had down, but it's just coming to me like uh, uh, so uh let me see. All right. So like this morning, I had read Matthew 17, 20. That he, and it's amplified. But that he answered, because of your little faith, your lack of trust and confidence in the power of God. For I, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, if you have living faith the size of a mustard seed, you will. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and if it is God's will, it will move, and nothing will, how did I do? Okay, nothing will be impossible for you. So, we all all heard about having the faith of a size of a mustard seed, but the piece that we, that I usually didn't focus on, I didn't really catch to this morning, is this you speaking to whatever is the barrier mm. and saying move. you have the you have the power to tell a mountain to move from here to there. Yeah. If you if you speak it. So he's not saying we gotta have great faith. We gotta have faith plus our words. So just like when you were talking about when you said the mountain. Last week, I was like, oh, I mean, it's, I was going to get it then, but it, I can't, I, I, it fit right now. But, and, and then while you were talking, at the beginning, the song, I Told the Storm, came to me. And it's all about, you know, you telling the storm, like, storm, you're not going to win. Storm, you're not going to feed me. Storm, you, so the very thing that you feel like is coming at you, God gave you power to say, like, nope, you can't come this way. Like, nope, not today. Like, nope. And we don't feel like we got that power. Yeah. To say, like, oh, nope, I'm not going to accept, you know, poverty. I'm not going to accept stuff getting taken away from me. I'm not going to accept. And it's not saying that <clears throat> just because you speak it, it doesn't mean that because what it's saying in the scripture, according to God's will, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so if it's his will for the curve, it's going to come in. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because I think we've talked about this a number of times that if it is God's will, even if you speak to it, even if you do so many things to try and avoid it, all you are doing is putting it off the inevitable. Because when it's God's will, and especially, this is the bit that, that you know, and I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. Mm-hmm. I am so guilty of this. I pray, God, your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done. And then something comes and I'm like, Mm-mm, not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> I'm a Yeah. Straight up. And I'm like, no, nah, no, Jesus, this is, you didn't, pro- you, this is me. This this ain't for me. This isn't what Jesus had. This isn't God's will for me. And, and and then I will do everything in my power to try and avoid that thing. Yep. And up until recently, I've had to learn to accept that. Hey, if this is God's will, then so be it. Yep. If I know that it's gonna hurt, I know that my pride will be hurt. Mm-hmm. I know that I will feel some kind of way. Yep. I know people are going to look at me sideways. Yep. I know I'm going to feel a level of embarrassment and shame and whatever. But mm-hmm. if it is God's will, then so be it. Because I would rather be broke, tore down, whatever the situation is. And in his will, then living in excess and outside of his will. Mm-hmm. Because I know that in the midst of his will, where do they, what do they say? The storm is always calmest in the eye yeah. of the storm. Mm-hmm. When I'm in the midst of his will, I'm in the, I'm in the eye of the storm. Nothing can harm me in the midst of his will. And that's, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, you kind of lead in there nicely into the second question, but um, <laughs> the second question was, are all, are all storms a sign of trouble? And I think that flows in. I think that flows yeah. in because I don't believe that all storms are a sign of trouble. I've got my I've got my view on this, but so I'm gonna let you go. Okay. And then we can come back to what I think. <laughs> okay. So I would say instead of saying storms are always a sign of trouble, I would say storms are a sign or a signal of needed change. Because a storm, like I said, when a storm comes, you have to adjust for it. Yeah. And so just like, you know, when, when hurricanes come and it's a it's a group of of men, I think they from Louisiana, or whatever. And they call it like the Cajun Navy. So when hurricane stuff come, they come to the area and try and rescue people. And that's their way of getting back. But they can only be deployed when something happens. In the better times, then they preparing for when the next 
wave yeah. of things are gonna hit. So it's really storms give you a a way to assess yourself. And I think in normal day-to-day life, we don't look at ourselves objectively. We look at ourselves in context of other people. Yeah. And then if we look at ourselves ourselves externally, it's all about who we link to and what this person did or didn't do. But when you look at yourself objectively, it's like, what am I doing? What am I thinking about? What are my actions? And do I believe that my actions are right for where God is leading me? And when we honest with ourselves, pretty much 100% of the time, we are nowhere near what we need to be as it relates to God's will for our life. And then that also shows how you can be blind in the storm because then you go from saying, well, Lord, what are you trying to show me in the storm? And you'll go to, Lord, why are you doing this to me? What did I do to deserve this? I'm a good person. I go to church. I pay my tithes. I do this and that. Da, 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 da. I treat people right. Look, I don't do how such says do and all that. But you're not being objective. If you there, then you're missing the point. And God's like, okay, I'm a, I, I, I got to keep you in here a little while long because you're not understanding right now. And like, it's the same thing for Job, too. Job started to realize what God was doing with the thing that was coming his way. And that's why it started to shift. And he started to shift. He's like, oh, I've been talking real crazy to God. My bad. I'm sorry, Lord. <laughs> I've been going through a lot, Lord. You have to know my heart. I've been going through a lot. I didn't mean to talk about you like that, like I do how to, how to run what you're doing. My bad. I just got caught up. Oh, I, I lost a lot of stuff, Lord. I, I, I didn't mean it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do better. And that's how we do when we lose a lot of stuff or we have to separate from things. Then we're like, Lord, why did you take this away? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? And he's like, if you just go through this process, I'm a, when I give it back to you, I got to make sure I can trust you with it for the next level. Because you want honor it when, I, when you had it then. And I had to strip it away. Now I'm going to wait till you show me that you can handle this this time. And not forget me. Because if I give it back to you like you had, I give it to you better on another level, you just gonna leave me again. So why would I why would I give it to you Like prove to me why I should give this back to you and ensure that you're gonna you're gonna carry it the way I'm expecting you to. And that's why we stay in the storm longer. Because God like, okay, I ain't gonna go too far because I got a scripture for this. I'm gonna stop there and then let you go. So I think you you said it perfectly that um, storms, sometimes a storm is a sign of change. But um, let me see, because I'm sure this was the one that um, my wife gave me a different perspective. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man, man. So, okay, let me... Uh oh wait, what did I write there? Yo, I'm my bad. I'm um oh okay. I couldn't I couldn't even read my own handwriting. So <laughs> she said the storm can be a sign for resetting us and refocusing us. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we can become so stuck on our own strength and God allows the storm to bring us back to him, mm-hmm. which is kind of what you were saying, um, that, you know, sometimes God, God will allow these things to happen because we create idols. Yeah. We create idols and rather than worshiping God, we worship these idols that we have created. And that could be anything. That could be a spouse. That could be your children. That could be your job. That could be your car, your home, mm-hmm. whatever. We can idolize anything. An idol is not a physical object that you just take and you bring and you you place somewhere, you pray to it. An idol is anything that distracts you from the living God. An idol is something that takes your worship away from God and, and your worship becomes, is, fo- is then focused on that thing. So sometimes we do not realize when we idolize things. One of them, and I, I know we've talked about this before, but one of the things that I've seen a lot of people do is idolizing their pastors. They go to church and it's you would think they are there to worship the pastor and not and not not God. Because oh, oh, oh but pastor said this and pastor said that and pastor, mm-hmm, pastor was on fire. I'm like, but where is God in all of this? Yep. You know, sometimes we get so caught up, and that's why I don't know, sometimes that's why um some I believe God allows some of the scandals that we see in the church. Mm-hmm. That's why some of our pastors fall because they have idolized the fame and the power and the authority that God has given them and lost sight of him in the midst of all of it. Mm-hmm. And then the storm comes and blows it all away because those things, and we've said this before, don't get caught up with the with the blessing. Be caught up with the per- with the giver of the blessings. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes that's just what the storm is there to do. Take your attention off the blessings to help you put your attention back on the person who gave you the blessings. And sometimes yeah. he's got to take those blessings away. Yeah. Well, one, one thing I wanted to add, another angle to what you said about the, the pastors, the preachers. So sometimes them getting caught up in scandals, they kind of want to because they don't want that life anymore. It's almost like I want somebody to catch me because I just don't want to do this no more. <laughs> I didn't want a way out. And I it's like me stepping down might be harder for people to take. So, like, if they find out about something I was doing, like, oh, oh, you caught me. Okay, I, I'm going to step down. And so, sometimes we get overwhelmed by what God called us to do. It's like, I don't want to do this no more. T, you need to write that down because that, that's, 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 an, that's an episode right there that we need to. <laughs> that, that's, that's a new series right there. <laughs> so, 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 what, 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 what did I say? I, 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 so, I, 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 so, you said sometimes with the pastors, they uh-huh. want to get caught. God uh-huh. allows, 
they want to be caught in the scandal because they don't want to do what they're doing anymore. But mm-hmm. so um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna think of the, of the right title for that. But that we're, we're okay. coming back to that because that's a that's a real real valid point. Yeah, uh, they could know. survive the storm. That's the thing. They could survive the storm. In the midst of the storm, they could realize they're wrong. They can confess their sin. They can mm-hmm. repent of what they are doing. Mm-hmm. And they can put their focus back on God. But like you said, some of them just want to be hard-headed and say, mm, I'm, I'm, nah, I'm going to double down on this because I don't want to live this life no more. This life is too hard. Mm-hmm. This life is too demanding. But then the question I ask is, did you not weigh the cost before you stepped? Oh, yeah, that's a... Yeah, we got a series. Yeah, that's a series. Because <laughs> they can be... Count on, count on the cost. They can be... I, I, we, uh, we, we, we're gonna stop there. Let, let's, move, let's, let's move it to the next question. Then let's move all it right, to the All right, right. All right. You got a, a last question. All right, what role does faith play in weathering the storm? Okay, so what I thought about with this one, or what what the what the spirit led put on me with this one is, um, if you imagine again coming back to that idea of being in a blizzard or being in a tornado or mm-hmm. whatever you so if you we all know if we're in an earthquake we run yeah. we're, we're taught to stand in the door frame because if well, everything I, yeah I, I don't know too much about earthquakes okay <laughs> yeah I, I know in, in theory what yeah doing, in I, theory I remember, I, and I'm not on you yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, you stand in the door frame because that is supposed to be a secure structure yeah. that will hold out and you should yeah. be safe or mm-hmm. um and everyone will have different things they've been they've been taught for instance people have the bunkers that they run into in the midst of a tornado and they hide in mm-hmm. underground yep. because they believe that they are going to be safe or they have faith that those mm-hmm. things will help them weather the storm. Mm-hmm. Our faith has to be anchored on something. So the role of our the role of faith is really to anchor us to a point to help us know that if we hold on to this, we can survive the storm. If we have faith and if we anchor ourselves onto the word of God, Mm-hmm. then we know that we can survive and we can weather whatever storm comes our way. No, nah, that's, that's good. That's, so I, while you were talking, what I wrote down, and I think this is the other piece of what you just said. So you were saying that faith anchors us to something that can kind of sustain us. Some of the vision that you were given was safe places. So faith is our safe place. Yeah. With God. And the more faith we have, the more secure we feel in that safe place. So even if things are going around, we know it's a place that we can, you know, seek refuge. 
But if we don't have faith that God is that safe place, then we feel like when we're in the storm, we don't have any place that that can yeah. sustain us or help us weather it. So if God is not that refuge in the storm, then we try and make ourselves be that refuge. And that's all yeah. we try and seek out other people to be refuge for us. Or we try to seek refuge in people. And that that sometimes, like you were saying earlier, uh, or last week, the storm within, that would fuse that when we feel that somebody else can calm the storm within us. And we would shipwreck ourselves because we would then lash out at people because they didn't save us from ourselves. Yeah. And they weren't we weren't intended to do that. I can inform you on things because of how I reacted to it, but I don't know what your storm is like because you experience it in a way that I don't. So and I, I and I'm just speaking this me speaking now. You know, go on, tell your truth. A lot, you. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of times, a lot of times, I it, earlier in my life, I was con- I conditioned myself to feel that people around me had to understand me or understand my point of view of what I was experiencing. But as I've gotten older now, I realize that nobody will ever understand fully what I've endured or what I've gone through or what I am going through because they can't see it from my eyes. Even if I mm-hmm. tell them about it, they're going to filter that or their perception of it is going to be from their experiences of similar things. Yeah. So I'm waiting for somebody like, man, you know what? Man, gee, that's crazy, man. You, man, that's a lot, man. This, you just, and imagine they're like, oh, man, you know, I'm praying for you. Uh, and that's messed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, what you, that's what you get. And you keep, you know, I, I used to search and be like, man, why can't nobody understand what I'm going through? Yeah. And God was like, it's not for them to understand. You keep trying to see people to fill the role that I already am built for for you but you don't want to hear from me you want to talk to other people that won't even understand what you're going through and you get mad when they don't understand what you're going through yeah no that's good that's good and it you're kind of linking it so one of the scriptures that um when i was preparing that i went for was isaiah 4 verse 5 and 6 and it says uh Mm -hmm. Then the Lord will provide a shade for Mount Zion and he and all who assemble there. He will mm-hmm. provide a canopy of cloud during the day and smoke and flame and fire at night, covering the glorious land. It will be a shelter from the day from daytime heat and a hiding place from the storms, from storms and rain. Mm-hmm. So it just made me think, like you said, our, the job of our faith is to find that safe place. And that's what God does. He, if we anchor ourselves to God, he will provide us with that safe place, whether it's mm-hmm. from a raging heat, whether it's from 
torrential rains, crazy winds, blizzards, whatever it is, he is our safe place in the midst of the storm. He will provide the the opposite to to whatever the storm is to counteract, you know, counter it out and, um, Mm -hmm. and just provide somewhere that we would just be secure. And the whole thing about um, us looking us looking for, um, I guess I want to say looking for hope in other people where instead of looking to God, where our hope comes from, mm-hmm. that is spot on because when we are in the midst of a personal storm within us, mm-hmm. the first thing we want to do is look, at, look for someone. So we do one of two things. Mm-hmm. We look for someone who we can lean on um, yep. and, and cry out to who we think mm-hmm. should understand us and therefore be able to give us a solution out. Mm-hmm. Or we look to someone that we can lash out at and blame for the storm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we got that stuff all twisted because yep we will look to people where we should be looking to God and we will blame God when we should be blaming ourselves. Because normally we're the ones that acted crazy and done something that's meant that we've opened the door for the storm. And then if we weren't acting, if, if we didn't act crazy, if we weren't, doing something reckless, we wouldn't need the storm to come and clean house. Uh We always need to remember that some, the storm is there to change us. It's, it's like that um, scripture says that um, I can't remember exactly where it is. I think it's in Proverbs anyway, Um, but it's basically spare the rod, spoil the child. If God Uh withheld the, withheld discipline from us, Yep. then we would not learn and change to be better, you know, to be more obedient, to be better, to be full of faith as we should be. Mm-hmm. That's why the storm is allowed. That's why we need to have faith because in the midst of the storm, we can say, Oh God, I get it. I'm a part of my sackcloth. I'm gonna put the ash on my head because I know I'm dead wrong. And I'm going to hold on to you in faith because now I know that you're trying to correct me and correct and fix something that's in me. And I'm going to learn the lesson so that I can get out of this storm quickly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that, that we kind of at time, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know last week, last week you were talking about the songs that, that you, you came with that song. Uh-huh. And I was like, when you, when you came with your song, I was like, okay, um, should I really tell Terrence my songs? Because I was like, um, I can see clearly now, greatness, go, Jimmy Cliff. <laughs> um, what was the other one? I was like, um, uh, can you stand the rain, new edition? <laughs> <laughs> was you doing too <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Oh man, that was I was like, those are those are my songs. <laughs> Oh man, I was thinking, can I even weave the lyrics into this episode? <laughs> you know, storms will come. <laughs> Everybody has them, but can you stand the rain? That's right, that's right. You put the, the clip from the, from the, uh, the BT, the, 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 the series where they did uh, this. Yeah. Oh, yo, um, the, um, who was that guy that you sent me again? I've forgotten his name. Um, and he's got, he's kind of, which one? Bishop, um, no, was it, ah, was it Tim, Tim, um, uh, I'm talking about Tim Rogers, Tim Rogers. Tim Rogers. He did that. I'm sure he did a Can You Stand the Rain rendition. Yeah, yeah, Young yeah, man, yeah. we need to add that clip to this. <laughs> and, he, and he sung it, he sung it with no mic. And yeah. The that yeah. The, 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 the sound system without, he was singing no mic, no yeah. nothing. Yeah. Him and, him and the, Tim Rogers and the fellas. If you if you yeah. don't know about them, if you like, yeah, them, yeah, them, yeah, yeah, you know, sing, not, not we, singing, not we singing, put, singing. He's saying it. We will put the description. We will put the link in the description box because yeah, it's gonna bless your life. Yeah, for real, life. for real, for real, for real. Even the lady in the background. It's a lady in the background that we talking in the back. She gonna bless you too. But he gonna bless you, but she gonna bless you too. <laughs> oh man so that's it for week two of this series uh, join us next week when we will be talking about the application so how do you weather the storm how do you make it through how do you take what we've talked about in um, this part and how do you apply it to your life so we will catch you next week on uh, the next episode of the Imperfectly Human podcast peace I'm Mr. Daly, and you can keep up with me on Twitter at DYDaily, on Instagram at DYDaily, on Facebook, uh, Daily Perspective Network, um, on YouTube, Daily Perspective Network, and um, on the blog, www.dailyperspective.co.uk, or you can just email me at david at dailyperspective. All right, I'm Dr. Terrence Johnson. Uh, you can catch me email info at iprogresscc.com, Facebook, Instagram, iprogresscc, um, and website www.iprogress.cc. Before you go, I'd like you to remember that Christianity is a personal walk and relationship between you and God. You are not, will not, and never will be perfect, but that's okay. God loves you and wants you to come just as you are. His grace covers all. Live free from condemnation and do not crucify yourself. Be renewed by the grace of God through Christ Jesus and become who you were created to be. God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Imperfectly Human podcast. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast. You can do this on your favorite streaming platforms.